bestbookbits.com brings you the book summary of Gym Launch Secrets, the step-by-step guide to building a massively profitable gym by Alex Hormozzi. The step-by-step guide for gym owners to learn how to get more clients, how to make more per client, and how to keep them for life. This is a combination of lessons learned while helping over 2,500 gyms find massive success in a crowded and commoditized industry. Straight from the most profitable gym owners over seven figures a year, the insights collected here are straight to the point with no fluff. About Alex Hormozzi, he's an American entrepreneur. He started as a management consultant in the public sector, then left that career to pursue a career in fitness, starting his first gym at the age of 23. He scaled his small gym chain from zero to six locations in three years. Over the next two years, he and his wife started flying around the country, turning gyms around. Their large success, however, came from packaging and licensing his boutique gym model to 5,000 gyms around the world. They then started a supplement and software company to support that base of gyms. They sold a 66% stake in that company in 2021 at $46.2 million to the American Pacific Group. They then started Acquisition.com as a holding company for their private investments. The private equity firm focused on making minority investments into cash flow positive growing founder-owned businesses. They then scaled those businesses. As of 2023, their portfolio of 16 companies generates $200 million per year and growing. The couple now has shifted their mission to making real business education available to everyone. They fulfill on this by making content across social media and publishing books and free courses for entrepreneurs. Alex's most recent book, $100 million Offers, which I've also done the summary on, How to Make Offers So Good, People Feel Stupid Saying No, has sold 300,000 copies from word of mouth alone. In their spare time, Alex and his wife still enjoy training at hardcore gyms and fending off death one workout at a time. On with the book summary. Strap in, this one is a long one. I was four months into opening up Transformation Center, Huffington Beach, my first gym. I had one part-time employee who would take two of the morning sessions, but I slept at the gym, so it didn't give me that much time back since I had to be up either way. The only way to describe how I felt at the time to people who weren't there is I was the kind of tide that a good night's sleep couldn't fix. I knew that the path I was on was unsustainable, but the only way I could make ends meet and cover the rent was by literally doing everything myself. It was the classic rock and a hard place scenario. I needed to get out of the business to work on it, but I couldn't get out of it because if I did, I wouldn't be able to make rent. My only saving grace was crippling fear of failure and insecurity that drove me. I didn't want to hear, told you so from anyone in my family or my friends or anyone who knew me. I didn't want to give anyone the satisfaction of being right when they asked, why is he throwing away everything he worked so hard for? I wish I could tell you it was my love of transforming bodies and lives that drove the early success of my gyms, but it wasn't. The thought of facing my dad's judgment as a failure was more unbearable than anything I would go through. At least, that's what I told myself. I didn't want the people who bet against me to be right. It was my ego, my pride, that drove me. Sometimes, blissful ignorance is the only way we take the risks that grow us the most. The truth is, we were all sold a lie. We were told that we could make six figures as fitness professionals by trading our hours for dollars. If we just work long enough and hard enough, 
Eventually, it would all pay off and would have the business of our dreams. I'm here to tell you that your work ethic will not save you. The fact is, we make up for lack of business acumen with sheer effort, but we are holding on for dear life, waiting for our hard work to pay off and our business to turn the proverbial corner that never comes. The good news is, there is a repeatable process to go from rock and a hard place scenario to true business ownership. It's how I grew from one location to six before my fourth year in business, all opened off cash flow. It's the framework we teach that grew our current business from zero to $50 million plus run rate in less than 24 months. What is Jim Warren's secrets? At some point, every gym owner had a moment when they said, I'm going into the fitness business so I can do what I love as a career. Some got into it through personal training, others got into it through a franchise opportunity. The three main problems with the fitness business. There are lots of problems in the gym business as most people traditionally practice it. This book will focus on the three biggest ones, the broken client acquisition system, the broken revenue model, and the hole in the bucket attrition problem. You already know the problems, right? It costs too much money and time to bring in new clients because the usual acquisition system is broken. Even when your gym is full at the popular times, you're barely making it because a typical gym revenue model is also broken and it seems like you can't hang on to clients more than a few months at a time because attrition happens. If you're struggling with one or all of these issues, I want you to know you're not alone. I've been there. Heck, I think every private gym owner has the same challenges. Section 1, Acquisition. Get more clients. You can't have a successful business without gym customers. So the first thing you need to understand is how to successfully get qualified customers in the door and buying your services. Chapter 1, The Broken Sell Your Soul. Acquisition Problem. Gym owners often start out making false assumptions about what will work to bring in new clients and what will keep them coming in. The sell your soul problem. Typical churn in the industry averages 10% per month. A different set of rules. How do you get people in the door without losing money getting them in while actually growing your EFTs? Chapter 2. A client acquisition model that works. There are only three ways to grow your business. Only three ways. Only three. No joke. I didn't sleep for a day once I understood this because my mind was racing so fast with the possibilities. The only three ways to grow your business is acquire, ascend, resell. Acquire, ascend, resell. Business growth path number one, get more clients. Business growth path number two, increase the average purchase by increasing prices or a combination of cross-sell and upsells. Business growth path number three, get people to buy more frequently. In the gym world, this is called retention. The client buys month after month. There are three lever types, price levers, capacity levers, and overhead levers. When you implement one lever, things will start to improve for you. Implement them all in combination, and your life will completely change. Here's how we fix the broken acquisition model. Number one, create a high ticket slash premium front end offer. Get paid to acquire customers, no joke. Get them to show up, get them to buy. Create a high ticket slash premium front end offer. The reason you can't acquire customers profitably is because you are competing 
at a price that is too cheap. You're selling a commodity, something a consumer can use to hold your gym up to another one and say, yes, these two are similar enough that I will simply compare price and choose the lower one. This is what happens when industries and the players within them begin a race to the bottom. There are no winners in this race, only frustrated and broke people living on ramen noodles and sleeping on the floor. I was one of them. Maybe you are too. So the way you get out of that is through decommoditization. In other words, making your offer unique enough that there is no way to compare it to anyone else. By combining your services and products in such a way that they become unique, you become immune to pride comparison. The easiest way to do this is by making an irresistible offer. Here's my checklist for how to create and sell an irresistible offer. My favorite is a free six-week challenge. It's the exact same offer that most of our gym launch clients use successfully, so feel free just to copy and paste it into your own business. Now, it's not enough to simply have an irresistible offer. You also have to sell it. There are six steps to setting up your offer so it converts prospects into buyers. Preframe, price anchor, splinter stack, scarcity, urgency, crazy guarantee, bribe, downsell your upsell for continuity. The preframe happens on the phone. You ask them questions and give information that positions your gym as busy and horribly desirable. You do this when setting the appointment and before they come into the gym. To preframe your gym in the best light, say things like, did you hear about us from the local news story on best boot camps? Have you heard about our owner from all the articles he's been featured in? He doesn't have a lot of openings for the next three weeks, but I may be able to get you in tomorrow night because there was just a last minute cancellation. Pro tip, the sales already started. It started before they even picked up the phone to contact you. This is always good to remember. Intake questionnaires with sample responses. What are you here for? What's your current fitness situation? What's your dream goal? How long would it take to accomplish this on your own? Did you want to sustain your goal after you achieved it? How long have you wanted to goal? Why did you want this so badly? You already know it's not easy to drop weight. Will you take our recommendations and do what we ask in order to help you reach your goal? Why are you applying now? Why do you think you'll succeed this time? Our average client loses 10 or more pounds with us in the first three months. Are you okay with this? What's your current state? What is your desired state? Have you struggled to lose weight in the past? Have you struggled with maintaining a self-directed fitness program in the past? Do you think you'd lose weight faster with an expert helping you along the way? Do you think you'd lose weight faster with daily accountability? Is it more important that you lose weight quickly or that it's permanent? Answering these pre-framing questions forces them to slow down, get them in the right frame of mind to make a purchase decision and remind them of their real pains and priorities. Price anchor. A price anchor is a higher price that you want the client thinking about before you present the current price. So we should go through the sales script somewhere along the line you want to drop the higher price point. It might be your regular price or it might be how much other gyms charge for a similar service or even how much they might pay to do it all themselves. It just needs to be much higher price than they will pay if they sign up today. 
You can even give them some bonuses when they sign up right away to make the price seem even more irresistible. Use the price anchor and see how much their sales resistance drops when you talk to your prospective clients. The Splinter Stack strategy allows you to charge a premium for services that they're probably already doing as part of a bundle, which is more appealing, a bootcamp membership or a six-week challenge with the following perks. Personalized meal plan, personalized grocery list, local restaurant guide for eating out and special occasions, recipes specifically matched to your meal plan, accountability coach, three workouts per week with a trainer, online accountability group, now, you might include the exact same thing in both programs, but when you splinter out and list each individual service in the challenge, people feel like they're getting so much more just because the list is longer. It's psychologically more appealing. If you don't have all of these, like the grocery list and meal plans, go make them. It's not hard to do. But once it's all done, my offer was unique and special, incomparable with what other gyms were offering, which allowed me to charge premium prices. And you can also use half of those as same day bonuses for signing up immediately, which pushes the potential new client to act fast. Scarcity times left Y spots of units availability. Scarcity means there's a limited supply, as in we only have X products left slash Y spots available. Urgency means time is almost up. They need to act right now and not put the decision off, even for an hour. Lots of marketers lump scarcity and urgency together, but they are two different beasts. They're both necessary, but they're different. Urgency is a component of time. Crazy guarantee. Many people feel like guarantees are risky, but they're not if you're good at what they do. If you can get to the end of the program and feel as though you did not get the level of service that was equal or superior to the investment you put in financially, I'll write you a refund check myself. Best case scenario, I change your life. Worst case, you worked out for free. You have no risk. Bribe. People like to get things for free. Who doesn't like a good bonus incentive? So you can entice the customer even more during the sale by offering things you normally charge for a bribe if they sign up as a member right then and there. This is called an either slash or or an assumed close. You give someone the final option of two choices, both of which involve buying from you, one high ticket choice and one low ticket with continuity or monthly commitment. Do not underestimate the power of this concept. This strategy is popular and successful in many industries and it works beautifully for gyms. You can offer a six-week challenge that normally costs $600 as a free gift if they just sign up for a membership today. Beautiful, elegant, mind-blowing. Downsell your upsell. It can really only be used with a high-ticket front-end offer. If you aren't sold by now, this should be the clincher. Downselling your upsell relates to the back end of the offer, converting people to monthly memberships or continuity. But the main nugget I will give you here is this. No one wants a membership. They want a result and a deadline. So you should give it to them. You can do it with a bribe as mentioned above, but most times you need to sell them with a defined end program, a DEP, one that lasts for X days or Y weeks. People will pay two to four times the price 
for something if it is not on continuity. So why not charge them the most when they are the most excited and their pain is the highest? Summary. The irresistible offer is the first step to fixing your acquisition problem. You need to have something unique to sell in order to command unique prices. Sell normal stuff for normal prices and irresistible things for irresistible prices. And irresistible pricing is necessary in order for you to generate enough cash upfront to buy ads. The next step is to get paid to acquire customers and you'll never need a marketing budget again. Get paid to acquire customers. Now that you have your offer, it's time to make it rain. Here is your pretty picture for an illustration of the concept. Client financed acquisition. Create high ticket front end product. Make more money on front end sales. Then you do on lead cost ads. Never need a marketing budget again. Client financed acquisition creates high ticket front end product. Make more money on front end sales than you do on lead cost ads. On day one, you put $100 into paid ads for your irresistible offer. You get 10 leads at $10 per lead. From those leads, you schedule appointments with seven of them. From those seven, three or four will show up for their appointment. From the three or four who show, you sell two at $600 for a six-week challenge. So from 10 leads, you make two sales, which means 20% of leads closed. What this means is that it costs you $100 to make $1,200, two times $600. That is a 12-in-one return, and you keep spending and making money until you have filled your gym. The gym in your business, if you do this right, should never require money from your pocket to get new customers. It's like going to a casino and only playing with winnings. This is a secret to unending growth. It's called a negative client acquisition cost. You make money getting more people, so why would you ever stop? The secret to fantastic lead generation is great advertising. So let's tackle the next challenge, creating the actual ad campaigns. The big secret to making great ads is simply testing a lot of different ideas. You don't have to be super creative. You don't have to hire a crazy expensive agency. It's just trial and error and keeping track of the data so that your next ad works better. I hope that saves you some headache. There are no magic ad making genies. There's no silver bullet. It's just testing ads, picking the ones that work best, then testing some more. When we run tests for our gyms, we'll usually test over 150 ads to find five home runs, winners in every market, and about 15 triples, winners in two-thirds of markets. Lead Gen Scrambler. Basically, you want to spend a little time coming up with as many headlines and images and as much body copy as you can, then scramble them up to create fresh new ads. Since copy can be one of the hardest parts to get right, let me expand on that topic. Here are the 12 copy commandments that I check off every single ad we write. Number one, headline comes first. It's the most read portion of an advertisement and must sell the prospect and giving yet another millisecond of attention. Curiosity is king, different is ideal, and sexy works. Never run an ad without a headline. Number two, say what only you can say. If you've done anything remarkable or different, say it. Number three, 
Always call out who you're looking for and who you are not. This is even more powerful than the call out. Number four, reason why. Always tell the prospect why you are running a promotion. Five, damaging a mission. Always own your flaws. Six, show don't tell. I won't say make more sales. Seven, tie benefits to status whenever possible. A lot of people talk about benefits, not features, which is true. Number eight, use urgency and scarcity whenever possible and make it legitimate. It will actually make you more money. Nine, implied authority. This goes back to number one. If you are the only double secret black belt in the area, say it. Number 10, PS, power sentence. The headline and the power statement are the most read words in any advertisement. 11, clear next steps. Make it stupid simple. And 12, third grade level. Most copy doesn't convert because people have to pause to understand it. Chapter 4, get them to show up. There are two challenges to this step. Getting your leads to schedule and getting them to show up to their appointments. Get them scheduled. The easiest way to get people scheduled is to simply have an automated calendar app on your thank you page. Scheduling best practices. Allow same day or next day appointment only. I could go on and on about this, but not scheduling for the same day or the next day is risky. People should only be allowed to schedule three or more days out under extreme circumstances. Why? Because show rates drop dramatically after that, and when someone no-shows, three things have happened in order to get them to become a customer. They have to reschedule. They have to show up after no-showing for the first time. They have to buy. Use scarcity and urgency. Here's the thing. The human mind is really good at picking out BS, so you yourself need to be convinced that the urgency and scarcity are true. Number of outreach attempts. The number of times you contact potential clients is directly correlated to how many people actually walk in your door. I recommend 15 outreach attempts over the first three days, combo of text, call, and email to get a hold of people, and once you schedule them, give at least one daily reminder until the day of the appointment. Day of the appointment. You should send two text. One as a personal video text in the morning, which I outlined below. The second should be a picture of you making a goofy face pointing to the front of your facility with a relevant landmark like across from 7-Eleven on the 8th to reinforce your likable, real people. Video text. I got this strategy from Grant Cardone. One of his sales guys sent me a personal video text where he used my name. I thought it was so powerful. We implemented right away and saw an immediate lift in show rates. A simple 15 to 20 second video texted to a prospect the morning of the appointment does wonders. Chapter 5, get them to buy. To give your clients the best service you can, to make enough money to keep your gym not only open but thriving and for you and your staff you'll need to learn some selling techniques in the beginning you have to take money from strangers who don't know you again this makes selling seem heartless but please shift your thinking around this because otherwise no one will give you their money you have to convince them hence the take and at the end of the day selling is serving selling is serving you need to believe that for real 
If you don't like selling, it means you don't like helping people make decisions to help themselves, which of course you do, because that's why you got in the gym business in the first place. So you need to get over this false belief. At the heart, sales is made up of just three transfers. Yes, three transfers. Number one, a transference of belief in the product you believe in your gym and services. A transference of confidence that the person can reach their goals. You believe in the people making a change since you have helped yourself and others do the same. And number three, a transference of conviction that the person can overcome circumstances, all the things people tell themselves that stop them from deciding to change. Without transferring these three things, you will not be able to help people. You need to learn to sell so you can help people. You need to learn to sell so you can help people. And you have to suck before you get good. The real answer to the question, how much does it cost to join your gym, is it depends on your goal. This gives you price context, so you actually sell in a premium priced environment. This is the goal of the irresistible offer, right? Consumers only ask how much something is because they don't know what else to ask. Most people think Planet Fitness and Weight Watchers are the same thing. It's a salesperson's job to educate, provide context, and break beliefs for the consumer so they can make an intelligent and informed decision. And the easiest way to do that is to make all the conversations exactly the same so you have a consistent outcome. The sales greeting, waiting area and office, the first part of a consistent conversation is consistent environment. Because whether you are actively thinking about it or not, your lobby and selling space are shouting clues at the prospect. It's up to you if you want those things to hurt the sale or to help it. Let's start with the moment a potential customer walks in the door. Number one, greet the client empathetically by name within 10 seconds. Have them fill out the pre-sale intake questionnaire. It will improve your close ratio and that of your team. Beforehand, you should set up your sales table so you never sit across from a prospect. You should be shoulder to shoulder on the same side. Chapter six, the close formula. Sales is taking someone who is vaguely interested in what you do. I use an acronym, CLOSER, to make it easy to remember. Here is the basic structure. Clarify why they are there. Label them with the problem you plan on solving. Overview their past pains and experiences. Sell them the vacation. Explain away their concerns and reinforce their decision. Wow them. Clarify why they took action and showed up. What made you come in today? What's your goal? Why did you sign up for the program name online? Problem. Label them with the problem you plan to solve. Problem pain cycle. Overview of past experiences. Sell them the vacation, not the flight. Sell them the fun stuff, then teach them the rest later. Once they'll actually listen to you, in other words, once they've given you their money. When you transition to the sale, you want to tie in your core benefits against the pain points they experienced in the past and explain the reason they failed was due to a lack of combining the right components, fitness, nutrition, and accountability. There are three main pillars to our program, fitness, nutrition, and accountability. You need all three. Fingers and hand gestures work well here to have a sustainable transformation. 
The process you are going through with each of these is what we call the belief breaking formula. I picked up this little five step framework from my friend. You can apply it to any business. See what they believe. Say what is wrong. Say what is right. Say why it is right and show proof. Wall of testimonials behind you. Belief breaking formula. You need to highlight the good and the bad using the three key tenets of fitness, nutrition, and accountability. Now, after you've broken up all their beliefs around why they failed before, it's time to build them back up. They know why they failed in the past. Now, we have to prepare them to succeed. Sell in the imaginary realm. It will save you time and it works better in my experience. Accountability. Okay, the last part is accountability. You can plan the best workouts and the best nutrition plan in the world, but if you don't follow them, ain't nothing going to happen, right? So we really pride ourselves on holding people accountable. We do that three ways. You'll be assigned a personal accountability coach. You'll be invited to join our online accountability group of fellow program starters and alumni. So you'll be shoulder to shoulder with other people going through this for the first time, but you can also learn from those who have already gone through it and will be shouting at you from the finish line. We also do our weekly check-ins to make sure that we're doing our job and you're doing yours. And if you need to adjust your food plan, we can. No more set it and forget it plans. The body adapts and we adjust accordingly. That's one of the main benefits of having a coach. Many people hit a plateau and get stuck. We've seen it a hundred times and we know that making a small tweak can keep the weight loss coming so you don't lose momentum. Make sense? There are only three obstacles and one sort of obstacle you must ever overcome in sales situation, ever, for real. They are stalls. I need to think about it. I'll call you tomorrow with my card. Decision making. I need to talk to my husband. I need to talk to my wife. I never make decisions alone. Price. I can't afford it. I don't have the money for that. It's not in my budget. In terms of fitness specific obstacles, here are some typical questions you should be prepared for. No how to get over these, and you'll make a lot more sales and help a lot more people get healthy. The trifecta, our weapons of choice. The next three steps we take to reinforce a client's decision to join our gym are a handwritten invitation to our next event, a call from the owner welcoming them that night or first thing the next day, a t-shirt or swag. Show how much you care with a personal touch. Section two, ascension. Make more profit. The three macro levers you can use for your gym to increase your profits while offering more and better services to your customers. Macro levers are the major incentives that will move your gym forward. Within each macro lever, we'll dive into smaller micro levers that will help you pull larger macro lever and reap the rewards. Micro levers are the smaller yet just as important elements within the macro levers. The three macro levers are as follows. Macro lever number one, price levers. This lever relates to pricing, packages, and memberships. Macro lever number two, capacity levers. This lever is the beefiest one. This will break down all the different ways to increase your facility's capacity. And macro lever number three, overhead levers. This is the unsexiest of the three levers, but it's still important. It's not what you make, it's what you take home that matters. So we'll explore compensation, 
fulfillment strategies, and other prices to streamline your gym. Chapter 7, The Broken Profit Model Capacity is a real problem that limits your ability to make money. Again, it's a problem of scale, but you can totally fix it by using a different revenue model and making a few tweaks to how you run your business. Macro lever number one, price levers. The gyms we typically encounter have these average numbers, 100 reoccurring members paying $120 per month. This means they are grossing $12,000 per month. Some do private training on the side, which is really where they are making their money to feed themselves. And the gym actually is a non-profit to cover itself, but that's about it. The micro levers that affect your macro price lever are number of members, billing cycle, for example, weekly versus monthly, and price. Macro lever number two, capacity levers. The average gym we encounter has the following picture for capacity. They're actively teaching seven sessions a day, Monday through to Friday, and usually three over the weekend, split between Saturday and Sunday. The memberships most gyms sell is unlimited, meaning clients can come as often as they like. On average, they can service 16 people per session depending on their exercise selection. They run hour-long sessions and typically have 85% daily attendance. Overhead levers. The average gym pays $25 per session in payroll cost and fulfills 38 sessions per week. Gym costs include rent, utilities, marketing, and software. Chapter 8, Price Profit Levers. The goal with these particular levers is to increase how much money people are spending with you. We're working with growth path number two, increase average purchase. So we're going to tweak how you set your pricing and packages. I'm going to show you three different levers you can use. Price micro lever number one, increase profit per member. If you want to truly help people, you need to help them make it a priority and nothing does that better than money. So if you want to actually help people, not just say you are, charge more. The big secret. When most gym owners set prices, they open their doors, look around, and see what everyone else is charging, then average it out and charge that. But what most people don't know, the big secret, is that everyone else is broke, so why copy them? The easiest way to make money is simply charge more for the same level of service. No shit. It's so simple, but no one does it. People have a lot of difficulty with this concept because it's deeply rooted in their own self-value and their personal beliefs around money. This is why broke salespeople don't sell well. People can feel desperation. This is why the rich get richer and the great economic divide continues to grow. And the only way for you to cross the great divide is to understand that premium pricing is your friend. It allows you to over-deliver, pamper, and serve your customers in a way they have never been served before. Here's how the vicious price cycle works, which most gyms use. As you decrease your prices, your client's emotional investment decreases. The perceived value of your services decreases. Results decrease as a result of decreased investment and perceived value. Clients increase their demandedness. Ever notice how the cheapest customers ask for the most? Clients get less service because you have less money to spend on them, a race to the bottom. And as you decrease your prices, your business decreases in profit per customer, decreases 
in perceived self-value decreases its ability to create results for customers, decreases your conviction in the sales process because you and your team are no longer sure you can even deliver what you promise. And here's how the virtuous price cycle works, which is what our gyms do. When you increase your prices, your client's emotional investment increases. The perceived value of your services increases. Results increase as a result of increased investment and perceived value. Your clients decrease their demandedness. Ever notice how people who pay you the most are the most easygoing? Your clients get more service because you have more money to spend on them and therefore raise your level of service, race to the bottom. And as you increase your prices, your business increases in terms of profit per customer. Increases in perceived self-value, you feel like you are worth more because you charge what you're worth and are able to serve more. Increases its ability to create results for customers because you can get the word out and actually help more people by reinvesting money into the business and marketing. Increases the level of service you render for each customer. Increases your conviction in the sales process because you and your team are confident that you can deliver what you promise and even guarantee it. If you only do one thing after reading this book, raise your prices. Raise your prices. The virtuous pricing model. The reason everyone else is broke is because they're afraid. That's all. They're afraid that if they shoot for something higher, they'll lose what a little comfort they have now. You might know this from your work with fitness clients. Lift weights, eat more protein, eat more veggies. It's not complicated, but hundreds of millions of people struggle because it's hard. Simple, but hard. Making money in business is the same. And this first concept is no different. Raise your prices or suffer burnout and make no profit. Charge more so that you can help more. If you want to actually help people and not just say you are, you need to charge more. I used to say, I want fitness to be affordable to everyone, but the problem is, if they don't value it, they won't use it. And people vote with their dollars about things they value. People will not give you their time until they give you their money. Low prices don't leave any room to give amazing experiences. Higher prices allows me to actually give people the support they need to get in shape. Raise all your new EFT prices to the ones I just listed. No exceptions. Grandfather in the OGs until you hit capacity. Then raise the prices on them as well. It's just basic economics. Supply and demand. People understand that prices go up as supply goes down. Price microlever number two. Membership levels. Increase profit per member. The buying curve. Every gym has their own take on membership levels and service structures. As I mentioned earlier, many of them are ridiculous and nonsensical and reveal a misunderstanding of the basic pricing principles. They price based on the average of what everyone else is charging, or they start the race to the bottom and undercut their local competitors. But they should be charging based on what the client is willing to pay to solve a problem or pain point, not what the market is charging or what it costs them to fulfill. People sign up for a gym membership because of pain points. These are what drive them 
to want to make a change. Section A, self-service. This is Planet Fitness, LA Fitness, large box globe gyms. They bet on the fact that 90% of clients will never use their gym regularly. This is how their model works. You cannot compete with them on price. They have a different model. Section B, large group training. This is your typical 16 plus per session model, affiliate boxes, boot camps, etc. And then section C, medium size class. This would be like one trainer between five to 15 clients. Your high ticket group, this is your highest level of service or semi-privates. You can typically do one-on-one to one-on-four in this range. Low price, low service, zero to $99 per month. You do not want to be in this space. It is heavily competitive and you are competing against all the big box gyms with multi-million dollar build-outs. You would be competing on the quality of the facility at this point and if you're the typical gym owner, you don't have the capital to fight that game. Large group. You want to be at about $199 per month here. In reality, $167 to $225 is the range we recommend because we've seen it work. Anything less than that and you'll run into capacity and profitability issues. Avoid the $99 to $167 zone. This is where most gyms are, but it's not enough money to give the service needed. And most people will pay more if they get more up to this top tier. Trust me, between $167 and $225 a month is where you need to live in the large group world. Medium group. Although you can't 100% fulfill at this level, the price points associated simply don't make sense. They'll be too high for some consumers and too low for the ones who can afford more. The solution, don't live here. Instead, split your service into two tiers, large group and small group. Small group, this is 100% priced like personal training. But in my experience, clients like the small group atmosphere just as much, if not more. They still get the benefits of the familiar faces and community, but also get personal attention. Anyone who has done one-on-one knows there's usually a lot of wasted time in a session. As a result, one-on-four is the perfect blend of great fulfillment and the same price points. So you essentially just 4x the amount of revenue per time slot. You need to live in the $500 to $700 a month range here. People with high pain points are extremely motivated to make a change, and they're likely willing to spend more to solve their problem. Customers follow the famous 80-20 distribution. 20% of your customers are willing and able to pay more, so you should give them that opportunity. In exchange, you should provide them with the service they really want and deserve. If you get 20% of your customers to pay you three times as much, then you'll add 60% to your business while only serving one-fifth of them, and that's the power of premium pricing. If you charge a higher price, you can offer a better service to your customers and retain them for longer. No man's land. But why is there no middle price or middle level of people per session? As I mentioned, I call this no man's land and I recommend you avoid it at all cost. It looks like this. The price point of $250 to $399 per month. The service level is 5 to 15 people per session. Why advise against it? Because if you have a price point that is a stretch for someone in the lower buying pocket, you'll have more trouble collecting that money. That means constant billing issues and people dropping in and out. And at the same time, the price point isn't enough to provide a high level of service to that client. 
Either way, the client is dissatisfied, struggling to pay for mediocre service. When gyms I work with implement this two-tier model, they increase their profit 3x to 5x within a few months and see decreased attrition, churn rates, no jokes. It works. Takeaway on pricing, you want your pricing and fulfillment to maximally match their ability to spend. Keep it simple. I have always believed in simple pricing models for three reasons. They're easy for customers to understand. A confused mind doesn't make wise decisions. They're easy for employees to understand. And membership levels should be targeted according to types of buyers, not types of services. Price lever number three, billing cycle. Increase revenue and profit and increase ease of sale. Problem number one, inflow versus outflow inequality. Most gyms pay their employees every 14 days but get paid by clients monthly. This means that at the end of the year, they paid for 13 outflows of payroll, 26 weeks times 2 weeks, which is 13 months, but only get 12 inflows from EFTs, which is 12 months. That means one entire month of payroll comes out of your pocket. Yep, chew that one on for a minute. Problem number two, low gross margin. The average gym only makes 12% profit per year, which basically means that they are barely surviving and drawing only enough to make it to the next month. So if your gym grossed $250,000, but you made a 12% margin, you only made $30,000 take home. 0.12 times $250,000. Pretty underwhelming for the amount of money, time, and risk you are exposed to. Problem number three, devil in the decimals. Most people assess pricing without realizing there are four and one-third weeks per month. That one-third is important. It means that whatever people say yes to emotionally, that boundaries can always be pushed another 8% or so, simply changing the cycle. The biggest takeaway from this section is that you must take your billing off monthly if you want to increase your profits for no added cost. If you're going to bill monthly, what's left? You can charge every 7 days, every 14 days, or every 28 days. You can choose whichever you like, but make it a consistent choice. There are advantages to each. Your new billing choices, every 7 days, every 14 days, every 28 days. Factor number 1, sellability. Winner, 7-day cycles. Loser, 28-day cycles. I know sellability isn't really a word, but it's the easiest way to explain the idea that a 7-day cycle is easier to sell than a 28-day option. Factor number 2, admin work and freezes slash sick days. Winner, 28-day cycles. Loser, 7-day cycles. If your average gym works on a 12% margin per year and they switch billing cycles from a monthly to every 28 days, they boost profits by 7.7%, but in this context, 12% to 19.7% take-home would be a 64% increase in take-home profit. Have your cake and eat it too. When you sell, do so in the context of weekly amounts, but set up the actual billing as a 28-day cycle to decrease your admin work. Chapter 9. Capacity Profit Levers Maximizing your capacity Here are the 5 micro levers that maximize capacity. Number one, membership levels. How many sessions can someone attend? Number two, attendance. Percentage of scheduled sessions that are actually attended. Three, duration of sessions. Length of sessions themselves 
and the breaks in between. 4. Physical space, amount of usable fitness space. 5. Exercise selection, exercise is available for your clients to perform because walking barbell lunges take up more room than sit-ups. Capacity micro level number 1, membership levels, the ultimate problem. This is controversial, but I believe anything that's unlimited is perceived as less valuable. Think about some examples of unlimited usage services. Netflix, 10 bucks a month. Planet Fitness, 10 bucks a month. Globo Gyms, $29 a month. Have you ever heard of unlimited personal training? No, of course not, because personal training is valuable. Call them sessions, not classes. People value limited resources, I promise. Try it and see. Capacity micro level number two, attendance. You have too many sessions and your overhead creeps up. This is the issue with most gyms. They simply have way too many sessions given their membership numbers. Reinstated, the key goals here are to get them to show up and spread out as much as possible. The idea is to increase the efficiency of each session. Solution number one, get them to schedule ahead of time when it best suits you. Solution number two, a no-show fee. The idea is to get people charged a fee if they don't show up. Capacity micro level number three, duration. I believe the general population can achieve amazing results by working out three days a week for 45 minutes nonstop or even 30 minutes of high intensity interval training. Our services should meet their needs, not our own, especially if meeting our own needs sacrifices margins and profitability. The solution is to increase the efficiency of your operation. The more people you can service in the same amount of square footage, the more dollars per session and per square foot you generate. This allows you to get more from less. Run 45-minute back-to-back sessions rather than the standard 60-minute sessions with a 15-minute break. Remember, effort is a cost, not a benefit. If people can actually achieve results in less time, they are happier. So don't let it trip you up mentally. Capacity micro lever number four, physical space. Solution number one, use partners. One of the easiest things you can do is to double your capacity is to partner everyone up. One person rest, spots or cheese while the other person does the programmed exercise. Partners increase safety, increase community, increase encouragement and allow for adequate rest while strength training. Solution number two, convert office to fitness space. Now, if you're thinking, but where will I work? The answer is anywhere but the gym. If you're doing everything outlined in this book, by the time you hit capacity, you should be out of your daily gym operations and fully into gym ownership. That means your gym should run without you needing to be there. But by all means, go in and check on things, but don't feel guilty about not being there. You will better serve your business by working on it, not in it. Capacity microlever number five, exercise selection. Increase capacity per session, increase profit per session, and enhance experience. Solution, set up regressive two-tier programming. Example using two-tier programming. Tier one, barbell back squat, barbell bench press, barbell row. Tier two, goblet squat with kettlebell, push-ups from knees, and double kettlebell row. Create two levels of programming for every session. 
one for new people and one for more experienced clients. This allows them to tailor their experience to their confidence level while also decreasing your cost of acquisition, fulfillment, and allowing them to seamlessly merge with your existing clientele. Chapter 10, the overhead lever. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. The overhead macro lever is the smallest of the levers, but understanding this will help you keep your eye on the ball and the game that really matters, profit. Overhead micro lever number one, number of sessions. Decrease overhead and increase profit per session. There's no secret source to making money with gyms or really for any business. It's just about making mathematical decisions within the context of human psychology. That's the heart of all good business decisions. The empty session problem. So we only have three micro levers here. Number one, number of sessions. Number two, number of hours worked. And number three, compensation for those hours. You need to become better before you become bigger. The last two micro levers, human hours worked and compensation per hour are interrelated. Solution, calibrate trainer pay. A lot of times the trainers are making more than the owner. Know your margin math, cut unneeded sessions and drop to three times a week. Calibrate trainer pay if needed. Chapter 11, your new gym on paper. We only fear what we don't understand. So this is me, begging you, please learn to dig this stuff. It's important, not only for you, but for the many lives that you impact, your family, your trainers, your clients. Remember, you are only a few hard conversations away from what you want. You can have them with your spouse and landlord, or you can have them with your trainers and customers, but only one of those will make you more money. In order to win the Super Bowl, you need to play fundamental football. You need to score more than the other team in the context of gym. Winning means making more money than it costs you to make it. And pulling on all these levers is the best way I know to make gyms pump out money virtually overnight. So step one, define what you can control. Step two, macro lever number one, price increase and billing cycle switch. Step number three, increase fulfillment capacity and cut overhead capacity profit levers. Remember, membership levels A, switch from unlimited to three times a week as a core offer. Call them sessions, not classes. Two, attendance. Get everyone to schedule in advance and ask them which session they want in reverse order of fullness. For bonus points, implement a no-show fee. Number three, duration. Switch to 45-minute sessions back-to-back, 30 minutes if they only service 15 or fewer. Four, physical space. Partner up and blow out office walls and sell from a cubicle. Five, exercise selection. Swap out space-consuming exercises for less space-consuming ones, but don't announce it. Offer two levels of programming, hard and easy, so people can start in the same session. And step four, do the math to see the final results on paper, large group revenue. So actions to take, charge more, change billing cycle, optimize your exercise selection to use your space efficiently, make the most out of your session times, schedule shorter sessions, and set trainer pay to increase profitability and encourage semi-privates. Chapter 12, making the shift. There are two main parties that you need to communicate with, trainers and clients. As an aside, you can never over-communicate. Communication in relationships is good, and in business, it's everything. Telling the trainers, 
Frame the problem for them, the business, and the customers. Explain your thought process, what you considered, pros and cons. Explain the solution and what's in it for them. You have two choices, the guaranteed path to burnout or the potential to transform your entire business. Both have risk, but only one can get you what you want. Section number three, retention. Get them to buy more. The silent killer of all gyms, attrition, or as I called it earlier, the hole in the bucket. You are not in the fitness business. You are in the accountability business. You are in the relationship business. You are in the community business. You are in the coaching business. If you do not have this portion of your business dialed in, systematized, and laid out with intention, you will fail. If you ask your team what business you are in, and they say fitness, you will fail. If you yourself don't fundamentally understand your primary competitive advantage and value proposition, you will fail. And also just saying our community is like family does not make you special. Every single gym owner in the world thinks they have an amazing community. But if if we were truly amazing, you wouldn't constantly have 10% churn month after month. The community happened by accident because when people are in the same room repeatedly, they form relationships without you doing anything at all. So I really need you to internalize the following concept. You are in the accountability, communication, coaching, community, and relationship business. That is what people stay and pay for. That is the value. You just happen to own a gym, not the other way around. The goal should be to hold people accountable and deliberately create a community to foster and create new relationship ties. People are lonely. They crave attention. They pay therapists hundreds of dollars an hour to listen. If you do this, you will never struggle with losing clients again or with maintaining members far above market price. But why is it so easy to retain customers in the beginning? Because you were actively fostering each of these as individual relationships, but you did not continue that cadence because it was random. It was not systematized. Everyone can do it with their first 40 customers, which is why they all love you and are still at your gym. Doing is another matter entirely. It is what separates the winners from everyone else. Retention money math. Using all the systems in this section, if you cut your churn from 10%, industry average to 3%, what gyms using these systems achieve, you will 3.3x the lifetime value, the LTV, of every client at your gym. Your customers come to your gym for one reason, to meet their fitness goals, but they stay because they are welcomed, supported, and a part of the community. They stay because of the things they get from your gym that they didn't know they needed, that friendly hello when they walk in the door the bit of encouragement from the other members, that invitation to come to the next gym event, that friendly internal competition, knowing the staff by name and vice versa, the impromptu reach outs they get, the handwritten holiday card, they call that they get when they miss a workout to tell them they missed and asked when they are coming back in, the pull aside chat after class when they are stressed at work and the flowers they get when their mum passes. Chapter 13, Attrition. The hole in the bucket problem. Let's do a little Q&A, shall we? Why did my gym grow so quickly in the beginning, but growth has slowed since? The main reason you could grow in the beginning, even just from word of mouth, is that 10% churn, the attrition of members who leave, hadn't caught up yet. 
When you only had 40 members, if you lost 10%, you only lost four people. Replacing that isn't too hard if you needed to. Why don't new people stick like my OGs? The main reason is that your level of service dropped as more people came in. That service typically drops off for most gyms at around 70 to 80 members. Every month, a certain number of people are going to drop off. Your job is to keep that percentage as low as possible. So if you kept growing at say 10 people per month and losing 10% per month, then at some point, the growth and the attrition even out and you get nowhere. As your gym membership grew, your level of service delivery decreased. The difficulty for new members to assimilate and make new friends decreased since clicks were already formed. And now as you try to bring new people in, they don't get the same service. The importance of compassion is because as a fitness professional and a gym owner, you are inherently caring and competent, but you may not know that your deep caring for others, well-being can be a huge competitive advantage. Accept that life isn't fair and choose to live in a world where you control the rules because you control how much you give. Compassion in practice. How much more can you serve? How many more problems can you solve that you haven't even asked yourself to solve yet? How can you blow people away and demonstrate your personal growth through business growth? Chapter 14, How Retention Multiplies Revenue When I go into a gym to help turn around a facility, we look at three of these elements. Retaining existing customers, getting more referrals from existing clients, and bringing more people in the door from marketing and advertising. If you know how many people you sign up on a monthly basis and what percentage of people leave, you can use those numbers to predict how big your gym can grow if nothing changes. And if you manipulate those numbers, you can also predict growth that could happen if you do make some improvements. Anyone can get rich on Excel. We're in a recurring revenue service model and churn becomes the biggest issue a gym faces, especially as it grows. Problems that affect churn. There are three big components to any business, people, process, and product. Chapter 15, process. How to give consistently amazing customer experiences. Define that ideal customer experience. Once we define it, we can try to hit it and hit it consistently. All that takes is isolating key variables and executing a plan until the holes in the bucket have been plugged up and the churn rate drops. Gym members may sign up for your services because they dream of wearing that little black dress, but they stay for the relationships. Four, customer milestones along the ideal path. One, connect. Two, refer and testify. Three, testify and refer. And four, ascend. Connect. It makes logical sense that someone who doesn't feel connected to your business will not leave a testimonial. And someone who doesn't feel strongly enough about your business to leave a testimonial likely won't spend relational capital to refer a friend, and so forth. Connection, then, is the first and most necessary thing that needs to happen in order for the next three steps to work. Refer slash testify. When people feel connected to you and your business, they will refer others to you. We live in a new world now, one ruled by something special called category economics. This basically means that all the money in a category naturally flows to a category king. The person who crushes it, leaving very little for anyone else. These days being anything less than spectacular won't get you to where you want to be. The big dog collects all the bones and the rest are left fighting for scraps. That's no way to live. Testify slash refer. Thanks to technology at our fingertips, most people 
looking for a new item or service, we'll check out the reviews to see what other people have said. Method number one, inspiration. You get positive testimonials from doing a great job, but you also get it from complimenting your members and telling them how inspiring their progress would be to others. So you ask them to share their stories in order to give other people hope. Method number two, requirement. Yep, make it straight up required. This is how we did it for our gyms. In order to complete the program, your customers must review your gym on Yelp, Facebook, and Google. Method number three, ethical bribe. Give away free swag periodically for people who reviewed you on Yelp, Google, and Facebook. Ascend. This is basically a fancy way of saying what you sell someone after you've already sold them something. This can either be more or better service, an upsell. An example might be going from a large group training to a semi-private training. Another example of Ascension is selling an adjacent service or need, a cross-sell. An example might be selling supplements to someone who came in for a membership. Chapter 16, Process, The Five Horsemen of Retention. Here are the five horsemen of retention. Number one, reach outs and touch points. Attendance tracking, handwritten cards, membership events, and exit interviews. I have yet to see a gym with less than 3% churn that doesn't make good money. You need to master churn or it will master you. Retention tool number one, reach outs. I could try and make this sound fancy, but all you need to do is personally reach out via text or messenger to each customer every 14 days. Someone on your team needs to reach out to every single person in your gym two times per month as a pulse check. The goal is to offer praise and to commend the customer on their progress, then solve any small issue they may have. Do not underestimate the power of a personal touch. People crave attention. Give it to them. Essentially, you can divide all your customers into groups and assign each trainer to one. Genuine communication attracts attention. Do you know why personal training clients stay a bazillion times longer than other gym clients? Relationships. People yearn for connection. They crave attention. It's a basic human need. Communication is the best content. Systematize communication, but never automate it, especially with current customers. Treat people like royalty. Here are some things that have worked for us. Number one, get your new members to an event ASAP. They must attend the first meet and greet event. Introduce them to an OG buddy slash mentor as soon as possible and get them working with the OGs during warm-ups for the first few weeks. Encourage them to exchange numbers and get to know one another's names. Make sure an accountability coach reaches out to them regularly. Create a no-show report available on most CRM software platforms. New clients cannot miss workouts. That needs to be the priority number one. Reach out and connect with them. Retention tool number two, attendance tracking. Again, this is simple, but most gyms don't do it. Be exceptional by doing the boring stuff that no one else wants to. This is a process you should do weekly at the very least, ideally by Wednesday of every week. The number one leading indicator that a customer is on track to cancellation is when they make it to the gym two times or less in a week. Remember, compassion and connection are why customers will keep coming back to your gym. Retention tool number three, handwritten cards. You want to send handwritten cards at multiple spots in the customer lifecycle. The first time is right up after they sign up. Send them a handwritten card welcoming them to the community. 
include some swag and an invite to the next customer event. The second time handwritten notes are helpful is when you want to ask for a referral. Follow the system below and each trainer will be working 10 hot leads a week. Retention tool number four, member events. The next pillar is holding the regular social events for our clients, like an evening playing putt-putt golf or a pool party. They keep people connected and engaged in your community. After all, when people are working out or going to and from the gym, that's not a lot of time for chit-chat, which is part of what bonds people together. Events help your members come together in a more relaxed, less goal-focused environment and just hang out. Hold events at regular intervals. Don't announce the intervals, just hold the events. Every 21 days works well. Here is my secret sauce for making a client event a success. We pay for the babysitter. Members just bring the kids. Members get in for free for putt-putt golf or barbecue, etc. if they bring a friend. We require all new customers to attend. We send handwritten invites, especially to new customers. Here is a non-exhaustive list of ideas for gym-sponsored events to get you going. Barbecue, bowling, charity boot camp and barbecue, charity car wash, cheat meals night, dessert, potluck slash healthy dish potluck, farmer's market tour, frisbee golf, frozen yogurt, grocery store tour, a hike, ice skating, iron chef, paint and wine, photo shoot, fire pit, service project and wiffle ball. Retention tools number five, exit interviews. The last of the retention horsemen is a simple one, exit interviews. If you do these right, you can save half, yes, half of your cancellations. Now, in order for these to be effective, you're going to want to mention exit interviews on your contracts and have new members initial that upon signing up. This sets the expectation that you will want them to do this when and if they cancel. And if you need to sell the benefits of doing so, here is one way to approach that. We aren't the type of facility that's just going to bill your card and send you to the collections. We actually want to know what went wrong and what went right that is causing you to leave, even if you were totally satisfied. Most gyms don't want to talk to customers who choose to leave, but they're one of our favorites because they help us make the best experience possible and serve everyone at a higher level. Because if you are fit for eight weeks, it doesn't matter. We want you to be fit for life, and sometimes that requires creativity to figure out. We need to have a 1,000 foot view of all your customers and what is going on with them. This is how you scale personal touch. This is how you multiply your customer's lifetime value and measurably reduce your churn. Chapter 17, People, how to build your dream team. The second side of this community equation is the actual people running your business, not just the process they are executing. Treat your team like gold and they will treat your clients like gold gold treat your team like shit and they will treat your clients like shit people at large corporations need to continue to subdivide and specialize because they have so much business pro tip hire before you need the position compensation i'm excluding the owner but the first person you should put on the payroll is you you will notice that underneath each of the hour breakdowns is the compensation Gym owners with multiple locations often make less money because they scaled problems, not processes. There is a time for opening a second location, but often it is far later than most entrepreneurs are mentally prepared for. 
you need a consistently stacked cash $20,000 a month profit for six straight months. Your staff should be handling all the operations, including sales, during that period of time. You should have a minimum of $200,000 in the bank before you begin looking. They mistakenly believe that the only opportunity for growth is more instead of better. Chapter 18, People, Communication Cycles and Cadence. If you've been in my world at all, you'll know that I prefer to talk about business as a garden rather than a machine. It grows and dies. It must be watered and tended to. There are weeds that grow inside employees and members that must be cut off and thrown out. This is the pruning of the garden. It can sometimes be painful in the short term, but it is necessary for the health of the overall organism. The water of the business is your communication style. This is your irrigation system. This is how you keep your team on point, keep them growing, and by extension, keep your business growing. If you don't have a defined communication cycle, you are leaving your growth to chance. Your team should be expecting these and show up out of habit. They are daily huddles, weekly team meetings, and weekly one-on-ones. Simple enough, right? Join the top 5% of businesses that actually do them. Daily huddles. Daily huddles are the lifeblood of the business. This is how you keep a pulse on everything that is going on. Daily huddles should be no longer than 10 minutes. Oftentimes, they can be done in even less time. You only need to go over the previous day's numbers, such as number of sales, number of cancels. You should also talk about clients who missed sessions and current attendance records. Then discuss any client wins or losses and make any quick announcements you need to. Finish with a little spicy motivation and appreciation and off you go. Weekly one-on-ones. If you ask me what is the single thing that has grown our business so quickly, I would answer client financed acquisition. But if you were to ask my wife, Leela, who actually grew our business, she would say weekly one-on-ones. Why? Because to grow a business, you grow people, especially in a serviced business. What do you talk about? In short, you talk about nothing. Instead, you listen for most of it and ask questions. If you want someone to come to a conclusion, you don't tell You ask leading questions, but they must figure it out. Otherwise, the main questions to ask are, what's going well? What's not going well? How can I help you win more? Clear outcomes equals motivated employees. Chapter 19, people, five things every role in your gym needs. The customer pipeline looks like this. Lead generation, lead nurture, sales, fulfillment, retention slash ascension. The employee pipeline requires the same level of detail and attention if you design to systematize your business. It looks like this. Application, application nurture, interviewing, training, and management. Chapter 20, product. How to motivate unmotivated trainers, the unmotivated trainer problem. If people are leaving your gym, it's because your products or services are subpar. It all comes down to your team, and if your team isn't performing, it's your fault, period. Don't get depressed about it. Identify, improve, and overcome. Identify, improve, and overcome. Motivating trainers. There are two ways to motivate people, extrinsically and intrinsically. Extrinsic means you are trying to motivate people by external or outside forces. The prime example would be money. Extrinsic is the way to start before they trust you. Intrinsic 
is when someone is motivated by a higher cause or an internal purpose. A prime example is when people volunteer and donate their time and money to a charity they believe in. Extrinsic motivators, compensation. Selling supplements, selling internal challenges to existing members, and fulfilling and retaining semi-privates 25% gross revenue. Intrinsic motivation. First off, you cannot lead what you do not live. You cannot lead what you do not live. If you feel like your trainers do not respect you, then there is no one to blame but yourself. The culture is your fault. Their performance is your fault. Their lack of belief is your fault. The six human needs are significance and connection, variety and certainty, growth and contribution. As far as certainty goes, you pay them on time, every time. No exceptions, ever. The moment you are late with a payment, that trust is broken forever, and it usually does not heal. And show up the same way as a leader. No emotional swings. Ask questions and keep calm. Seek first to understand, and you will be amazed to discover that most times mistakes happen because of miscommunication, not from a lack of character. Chapter 21 Product, how to run an amazing session every time. Session four, baking the cake. The main driver is number one, accommodating buying curve. Every person spends money on a variety of things. What you want to do is maximize the amount of money you're able to extract from the customer given their priorities and spending power in a single vertical. Imagine we took a random sample of 10 customers at your gym. You will likely have eight who are on the lower spenders and two are higher spenders following a typical 80-20 split. Now we want to give those higher spenders the opportunity to give us more money. When we do this, since rich people tend to be a lot richer than the poorer people are poor, a lot of times you can get 3x, 4x, 5x, 10x the value from that customer. Main driver number two, maximize buying curves per customer. Chapter 22, the wedding cake gym profit model. The wedding cake model. What exactly is the Wedding Cake Gym profit model, and how is it making so many ordinary gym owners rich without opening more locations or working endless hours? The two main drivers of revenue in our model. Number one, creating an accommodating buying curve by getting people with more money to spend more. And number two, stacking curves on top of one another by having people buy different types of products and services through you. The wedding cake model fulfills both of these drivers. The layers and tiers of the cake allow customers to both spend more on fitness and to buy auxiliary services. There are two main components to each tier in the wedding cake gym profit model, icing and cake. Icing. The icing represents front-end cash flow from new customers. This allows you to acquire customers profitably. It provides money to give them an amazing experience and it allows you to afford virtually whatever media platforms you choose because you can buy eyeballs with the cash they give you. This is how you never go hungry again. You cannot have a cake made entirely out of icing, despite how awesome and delicious it is. Cake. The cake represents reoccurring cash flow from existing customers who are ascending and buying again. This is your EFT. It is the backbone and stability of the business because when that hot day comes and the icing melts thin, it is invariably will. You want to have a consistent group of paying regulars so you can get through it. So you need both these ingredients and on each level, the icing and the cake 
front-end cash and reoccurring revenue work synergistically to create a tasty business model. The wedding cake overview. The main wedding cake has three tiers to it. Each has layers of icing, front-end cash flow, and cake, reoccurring cash flow. This means that from these three tiers, you actually have six revenue streams. Beats just one, right? You should have the large group training, semi-privates, and supplements in that order. Chapter 23, tier one, large group training. The base tier of the wedding cake represents your large group training. For some facilities, this is 40 plus people per session. For others, it is only 20. Either way, this is your larger of the two groups. Large group icing, front end cash. Large group cakeness, the EFT. The great marketer Frank Kern once said, the amount of money you make is directly proportional to the amount of goodwill you have in the marketplace times the number of offers you make. But making offers tends to decrease the amount of goodwill you have, which means that you really need to be crushing that part. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. How do we sell the EFT reoccurring membership? We make three attempts to convert people during a member's first six-week period. First conversion attempt, bribe. You can convert these people at the first opportunity. Second conversion attempt, abandon hope sale. This happens at week three. The third conversion attempt is last chance. There are no excuses. People make people confront the decision. Chapter 24, Tier 2, Semi-Privates, 1 on 4. We call this layer HTP, which stands for two things. To clients, it means hybrid training protocol or program. To you and your trainers, it means high ticket program. The price points for semi-private, if you recall, are $500 to $700 a month, which works out to between $125 a week and $175 a week for three sessions. As a reminder, I prefer one on four here because you can sell them at the same prices as personal training sessions, except you get four times the revenue per session with the same cost. Solid. Creating demand. The reason you start semis second is because you need to fill up your large group first. Once your large group is full, it naturally flows over to the next level of service. So you create demand for a service before you need it, aka digging your well before you're thirsty. The main selling point is the trainer to client ratio. Don't get it twisted. All your levels of training should get results. HTP should just make them happen faster and in a more personalized and enjoyable format. Layer number two, semi-privates icing, front-end cash. We sell HTP as a front-end 12-week transformational program for between $2,000 and $3,000. Semi-private tier layer number two is the cake. Now, if you're following along with the numbers, you may have noticed that $2,500 is actually about $200 a week and $3,000 is actually $250 a week. Why do we set it up that way? Because it makes it easier to downsell your upsell. After someone that does the 12 weeks of semis with a trainer, they love what they get in an exceptional experience. What's the likelihood they'll want to stay on for almost half the price? Pretty high. So you're downsell them into $125 a week ongoing for a 12-month contract. Now you get the third tier of the foundational wedding cake model, supplements. Chapter 25, tier number three, supplement sales. 
It's a process we run in every new facility that comes in with us. Within 14 to 21 days, we can add about an average of $1,000 in sales on reoccurring for every seven ETFs. So if you have 100 ETFs, then you would be able to generate around $14,000 in sales on reoccurring within the next 14 to 21 days. There are four primary ways we sell supplements to our customers. Existing client-based launch, we run a commemorative internal campaign to your existing customer base. This works whether or not you are currently selling supplements. Bolt-on sale for new customers coming in the door as part of an internal play for ongoing basis and sampling sprees. The business owner who makes this process more valuable to his business than to that of his competition wins. It's a more tactical take on the classic he who can spend the most to acquire a customer will win. The answer to, but how, is the first quote. You need to make them more valuable. And you do that by encouraging them to spend more with high ticket services and by satisfying as many of the person's needs as possible. Supplement sales icing. Supplement sales icing is the front end cash flow generated. The primary way we implement this is by selling to new customers. The way we do this is by selling them as a part of a nutritional plan that we recommend in their front-end program. Icing, which is the front-end cash, money, math. $200 supplement subscription. Supplement cakeness, reoccurring. Besides having the ability to sell high-ticket supplement packages up front, you must have reoccurring payouts. Chapter 26, Sprinkles, Internal Plays. An internal play is a marketing campaign you target to your existing customers. The play is typical some sort of added service or benefit beyond their current level of membership. The hardest part about making a successful internal play, that is, one that has a lot of your existing clients sign up to, is a good hook. A marketing hook is something new or different that invokes curiosity or desire in the prospect or customer. I'll use three types of internal play hooks. Nutrition-based, fitness-based, and community-slash-experience. Nutrition-based hooks. These are the hardest and most in-depth to make and manage, but you can typically be sold at a higher price. Community-slash-experience hooks. These are the easiest to fulfill, but the hardest to demonstrate value with. You're creating teams and competition. That's the main value, creating external motivation for your clients. Manufacturing events and deadlines are some of the most powerful tools to use in conjunction with an internal play. It's also a great way to stack value. Internal plays are upsells that allows people to want a temporary boost to satisfy their buying needs or get an extra attention. Feeding internal plays into HTP. This is an important way to continuously maintain that great profit center of one on four semi-privates. It's really simple. At the end of one of these internal plays, you'll be surprised at how many people will love it and ask if they can continue. There are a million and one ways to market to your existing customers. Just be sure to do it and keep them engaged to show that you care by making fun new things and to take home some extra money in the meantime. Bonus, obstacle overcomes. Tonality is so much of selling, but it is often lost in text and it's what separates the best sellers from those who are so, so, even if the words are identical. Always agree with the prospect. Transition every close with I agree or I totally understand. Then move to let me ask you a question or just ask them. 
But don't say, I disagree. That surefire way to put someone on the defensive. They need to conclude on their own that they should do this. Otherwise, they will feel pressured. People hate making decisions because they hate making mistakes. So your responsibility is to convince them that the real mistake is not making a decision and that not making a decision is, in fact, a decision, one that leads to them staying unhealthy. We're going to go through some examples here. So prospect excuse. I left my wallet at home. No problem. Do you have your phone on you? Great. Prospect excuse. Says anything but yes when you ask whether they are ready to start. Ask, what's your main concern? Let's consider the options. Rocking chair clothes. And let's be honest, when we say, I'm going to think about it, we don't go home, sit in the rocking chair, and stare at the wall, do we? So I'd rather we just take the decision here for what it is, whether you're going to actively do something about what you came in here for or not. The honest truth is that decisions don't take time. They take information because thinking is instantaneous. So we confront it together and save you time in the future. There are only three reasons people don't do this. They don't like the program, the person, or the price. Which of the three is the main issue? What's the biggest fear about signing up? The only time I don't buy something is when I'm afraid of making a mistake. Are you like that too? So I like to think to myself, what's the best case and the worst case of what can happen? What's the worst thing that could happen if you do this? The prospect excuse. I don't make fast decisions. I need to sleep on it. I totally agree. And saying yes now would never be considered a fast decision because you've needed this for years. Doing it now is reasonable. You even came in because now is the time, despite thinking about it for years. So if anything, signing up now is the most logical decision you can make given your years of wantiness. The prospect excuse, I'm probably going to be too busy. There's never going to be a good time. You're always going to be busy. Now it's XYZ, next month it's Halloween, then after that it's Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then it's be a birthday, then a friend's birthday. Then you realize you're getting donuts because it's a Tuesday. There will always be something. The prospect excuse, I need to talk to my husband or I never make a decision alone. There are only three main ways to go about this. Number one, explain that the spouse would surely say yes and approve on the decision. This relies on past agreements. Get around them by making the decision and ask what the spouse would object to. This diverts focus back to a different obstacle that you can overcome. Remind them that they are their own person and should make the decision for themselves. I like to start with the following agreements. Does your husband know that you're here right now? Does he know that you're not happy with how you look? Does he want you to be healthy and feel better? Then, is there any reason that he'd say no, given the fact that he already knows you're here, that you're unhappy with how you look, and that he supports you in getting healthy? Delayed payment close. Okay, so worst case scenario, if I could reserve your spot without you putting money down, would you still want it? Prospect excuse. I can't afford it, I don't have the money, or it's not in my budget. I want you to really let this sink in. People die from bad habits. Yes, it totally is a lot of money, but whenever I'm afraid to spend a good deal of money, I always think, what's the best case slash worst case scenario? Expensive clothing. What's the most expensive piece of clothing, accessory, or shoe that you have bought in the last three years? You're going to spend it anyway. Over the next three months, you're going to spend this money anyways. Have you ever bought something you couldn't afford? Delayed payment clothes. If you can't afford the entire thing today, it's not a problem. In fact, 95% of our clients break it up into payments. If this means a lot to you, I know you will succeed. 
a cheap comparison clothes. I could go to LA Fitness for $29. If all else were equal and you had six weeks of gym access or you could do a six-week program, which one would you do? A six-week challenge. Great. Why? You'll pay either way. Two choices. Cheap or what you need. Don't let past mistakes burn you twice. It's expensive because of the amount of time it will save you. And last, how much would it be worth if all this did was? And that's wrapping this massive summary, Gym Launch by Alex Homozzi. If you want this summary in PDF format, click the link below. We at Best Book Biz have done over 1,000 summaries in video, written, and audio format. So subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and check the website, bestbookbits.com. I've also done Alex Homozzi's $100 million office summary as well. So check that out too. If you want to sponsor this channel, the way you can do this is, is to purchase all my summaries and MP3 audio summaries in one massive box set. So click the link below or go to bestbookbits.com forward slash 150 to get your copy now. Leave me a comment, like, share, subscribe. Again, thank you for watching and listening. Have yourself an amazing day. Take care. Bye-bye now.